Listener Production. Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano's Dream Club. Welcome to another episode of Brooke and Linda's Dream Club. Each week we take out our binoculars and hike around to spot some spectacular birds of culture. But we only take (laughs) photos of the very best moment to share with you. And this week, our best birds look like Justin Bieber and the Kid Leroy's new track, Stay. We're also talking about Marvel's new Black Widow movie and... Food culture appropriation. Yeah, when is it right? Ooh. When is it not so right, Brookie? We don't know. We don't have the answers. Oh, we we're going to get to the bottom of it. Expert. Hey, we loved hearing so much from you uh, last week because we were talking about doing a book swap um, slash brook swap because Lindy's been doing them with some of yeah. her friends to stay occupied during um, lockdown. And we got so many responses. This is the one that I'm going to send a book out to this week. Carolyn Payne. Firstly, big, big props to you because you included the Indigenous place name in the address, so that really stuck out to us. And she sent us a beautiful message. Hey, Brooke and Linda, you spunky little woofies. Thanks for the Dream Club. Your podcast is the highlight of my week, as well as your opinions on culture and important issues. I love listening to beautiful friendship and laughing. Well, do you know what? We love laughing on this show. We absolutely... Listen to this laugh. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, do one. That's beautiful. That is the laugh of an angel right there. Um, But, hey, we got so many messages that Lindy, I was thinking, instead of it just making it like a one-week thing, that maybe, I don't know, we just give away some books, like a bunch of them, because a lot of us... We love reading. We do. I just learned how to. Yeah, I And I want to be generous. (laughs) So we're actually going to send out a bunch of them. So if you want to be included in this, please send us a DM. Um, Send us a photo of where you're listening. Send Mm. us your address. As I said, we're preferencing those who include the Indigenous place names. And we'll see what we can do. We'll see if we can pull some strings. Get a DM at the Dream Club podcast or chuck it on your story. Chuck it on your story and we'll repost it. Baby. We love it. Hey, let's get into it, Lindy. Brooke and Linda's Dream Club. He's the kid from Waterloo. From Broken Hill in Waterloo, my nephew, the Kid Leroy. He's bloody done it again, Linda. He's done it again, our Camilla Roy boy. This is the Camilla Roy boy repping, making us all proud. And if you don't know what we're talking about, this is a song that we've been referencing for like the past month and a half that's been getting leaked in dribs and drabs. (laughs) It's called Stay. It finally came out on Friday. I love it. I've been playing it so much that it's already on my on-repeat list on Spotify. Yeah. Go you. Because I just love it. And I just, I love to rep the mob, especially, you know, the last week was NADOC week. We were celebrating. Long trail, man. It's got a long trail. But Lindy, I wanted to talk to you about it particularly because um, it's such an excellent song in so many ways. And I wanted to know like what the anatomy is of the song that makes it so good, that makes it slap. Okay, this song is fire, as as we like to say. It's the Kid Leroy with Justin Bieber. The track is called Stay. It finally dropped after almost a year of this being leaked. <laughs> like I think it first got leaked back in September last year. We've been talking about this track. It is 
I think, pretty much a perfect pop song. So, you know, take into account the kid Leroy is 17 years old. He wrote this song in a room of award-winning songwriters. Like, I think this is why the song works so well. Not only is the beat infectious, like you think about big singles of the past couple of years, something like The Weeknd's Blinding Lights, a song that was such a grower that has that repeatable, like, fast-paced, it sounds great when you're running, it sounds great in your headphones, it sounds great if you're blasting it in your car, like all of these contexts that we listen to music in. And it sounds great as a community listen too, like if you are in a room with a lot of people. That's what Stay by the Kid Leroy has within itself as well. It's a love song. Like he wrote it when he was first getting together with his girlfriend. He wrote it in a room with someone that I think is hands down, one of the best contemporary songwriters of our time, a guy called Charlie Puth, mm. who sat down at the keys and did that first run that you hear, which actually informs the entire melody of the song. That yeah, I love that. It's so wonderful. And so, like, they started writing this song, and then when the kid Leroy wrote it, it got to that second verse, and he said. You know who's going to be good for this? Justin. That's right. He calls Justin Bieber Justin. Of course. That's I mean, what he does these days. That's how far he's come. Justin Bieber DM'd him like a little while ago saying, I really love what you do. Justin loves supporting does, a young doesn't artist, doesn't he? He's he did really the same thing with circle. Billie Eilish. So he propped up Billie Eilish through her DMs when she was first starting out. He did the same thing with the Kid Leroy. And then the Kid Leroy was like, get in the studio, let's make it happen. They they were able to do this in person as well, I believe. Justin did the second verse and was just riffing like a maniac because that is what he does best. The song has come together over the last few months of this track leaking. People have been going wild because the hook is just that good. It is so good. And so to paint a picture for people who don't know much about like the songwriting process, that's it. They they have a young artist come in and start writing, start like, you know, saying what some of the lyrics are that they've got in their heads or in their journals yeah. or whatever. They've got like some sounds or something that maybe they've got recorded in their iPhones. So they're all sitting there with these people who are experts from like the music industry. Maybe they're from the same record label, maybe yeah. they're professional songwriters. And then what, they just sit in there together and then nut out a song. They sit in there, they nut it out, Boney. That's what happens. And with this, the thing that I kind of love about it is that it's been this organic relationship. Sometimes when you talk to artists about how they got a certain producer on board or how they got a certain feature and they say, oh, my management hooked it up. That's not the case in this case. This is genuine fandom between these two artists. So when Justin Bieber first hit up the Kid Leroy, it was ages ago and that was why the Kid Leroy featured on Justin's Justice record on the track Unsafe. Like this is an organic relationship. They are organically friends. This is not just some kind of management, you're really, you know, commercially successful at the moment and you are blowing up right now as well. Let's chuck those together in a room and see what sticks. This is two guys in a room together going wild and you can hear that energy in the song. There's so much effort that's been put behind this and I don't think this is the end 
for both of them working together. And like, check out the music Let's video. I hope not. I it's love a blockbuster. The music video so much. It's a blockbuster, man. Oh, I'm just so excited. And I love that, you know, there are all of these like young people in Australia who are looking at people Absolutely. like the kid Leroy and thinking, hey, maybe I can do that. Maybe I can be creative. Maybe, you know, this is a path that I could eventually take. And also, like, it's um, probably the biggest song in the world right now. No, it actually is. So, as of like, you know, this week, it was number one on Spotify in Australia, number one on Spotify in the US, number one on the globe. No, it's number four in the global top 50. So, sitting behind like an Olivia Rodrigo song and a BTS song. You know, this is a kid from Waterloo. He's not even 18 yet. He's not even 18 yet with Justin Bieber. Hasn't even put out a debut album. He put out the love, you'll have to bleep that out, um, (laughs) mixtape about a year ago where that felt like the pinnacle of what Mm. was going on. And now he's just like strength to strength. I love it so much. Indigenous excellence. Yes. Oh, it's almost like we've got a music expert just right in here with us, (laughs) isn't it? Hey, if you do love music and in particular you love hot new jams, then do check out the other show that I host on the Listener app. It's called Spin. It drops every Friday and I play you my favourite, hottest new releases as well as artists behind the music with their interviews as well. Check that out. The Spin. So next up, Brookie, I want to talk to you about the Marvel Universe. The Black Widow film has officially come out. It is the standalone film for Natasha Romanoff's character, the Black Widow, played by Scarlett Johansson in the first and final standalone film for her because she is, spoiler alert, actually passed away, sadly, in the Marvel Universe. I've lived a lot of lives before I was an Avenger. I got this family. I made mistakes choosing between what the world wants you to be and who you are. So have you watched the film and what do you think of it? I absolutely loved it. Firstly, I think that she is such a huge star. It is about time that she got her own spin-off mm. standalone show or movie. And I tell you what, it did not disappoint. If you haven't watched it, go press pause right now. It's on Disney Plus. Go and watch it. Um, if you've got premier access, if you yeah, steal someone, steal a friend's like log, steal a friend's login. <laughs> That's what I do. Um, because it's well and truly worth it. I think the film is excellent. I love how we are in a day and age where we've got these um, female characters, and we do harp on about this. I realise that we harp on about this. We've got these female characters who are complex, who are multifaceted, who do more than one thing at once. Um, We have yet another example. And do you know what I love about this, right? In your head, you probably think of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as being for like boys or for kids or whatever, but it's actually not. We've had some of the best television and film come out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the last couple of years, and some of the best parts of it have been 
absolutely um, like supported, written, directed, starring really strong women. Look at WandaVision. That was one of my favourite TV shows. Oh my shows God, from we loved WandaVision. And we loved it so much. And I think that this one stands up just right next to it. I mean, it's I don't love it as much as WandaVision, yeah. but I really, really it, loved it. It it didn't it didn't go quite as deep as WandaVision did. WandaVision was a, a TV show that was able to really blossom out as each of those episodes unfolded. This one, however, the thing that I loved about it was so Kate Shortland directed it. She was all about putting together this awesome female cast. Loved the dynamic between Florence Pugh and Scarlett Johansson. Like <gasps> that was an absolute highlight because not only are these fighting scenes kind of kick ass, so, so these women good. are so strong and so bossy, but they're just so funny. So the highlight for this film for me was the humour within it. Like, sure, I kind of love seeing the car chases and we love the big bombastic stunts and things like that, but it was the humour. It's this sisterly bravado love kind of back and forth between them that I think really makes the film. Do you know what I loved about it? And what it made me think as I was watching it, I wonder if we had movies like that when we were younger, Mm. that it would change how we thought about what it was to be a girl. Because when I was younger, I really loved Barbie dolls. I really loved makeup. I really loved doing things that are like, you know, stereotypically girly Mm, or like the things that like we were given little dollies to play with. But then like our brothers had things like Ninja Turtles. They had things like, you know, Mortal Kombat, whatever the sort of boy version was of what we were doing. And I think that it changes. That's why it's so important to have these films and television shows that show that women can do other things because it made me think like, wow, these women are so strong. These women are so cool. And, you know, when we used to watch uh, movies with women in them, I don't remember exactly what the study is, but I remember reading something when I was at uni about the role of women in these movies and it was always in relation to a man. So like there would be a female character, but she existed as a victim who would need to then become saved by a man from her troubles. Or if she had some dialogue, she would be referencing the male characters. And so she didn't What's exist the theory as called? a person. The it Bechdel is. test. Bechdel. Yeah, where yeah. it's like two female characters need to be named, they need to be talking to each other, and they need to be talking to each other about a topic that is independent of the male. Yeah, and it very rarely happens. It very rarely happens that you can tick those three boxes. But within the opening scenes of Black Widow, boom, it's boom, done. There it is. And um, so I think that two things we're learning, um, filmmaking is getting better and more responsible. Other thing is that I'm going to do Brazilian body fighting or whatever it is. It's, is it like BBJ or BJJ or something? I don't, what is it? I don't know. Brazil, no, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, BJJ. Uh, and okay. apparently then you can like <laughs> use the body weight of someone else against them. So like even for smaller oh. women, you can fight properly. Oh, okay. Don't look at me when I say that. <laughs> you can, That's true. You can I could fight do, a I could full-grown hairy man. <laughs> well, what I'm taking from this is that I can will learn how to do my hair in a braid, just like Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano, The Dream Club. So we are a nation of many, many 
different cultures, people, experiences, Mm. foods. And in the last couple of years, we've seen these big conversations explode around cultural appropriation or borrowing from other people's cultures, especially when it's convenient. You know, um, things in music, things in film and television, things in fashion. But what about when it comes to food? It's a conversation that's sort of just been popping up more recently than ever before. And we've had conversations about it ourselves because look at us in Australia, we do things like make curried sausages. We do things like add carrot and other stuff to spaghetti bolognese. Like we love to make things a little bit bogan, but (laughs) it's been like a bit more of a weird conversation recently. It feels a bit more sinister when people are borrowing from things and not paying respect or something, yeah, I don't know. Is, it's been something that's been kind of brewing between Brooke and I quite recently as two major snack queens oh, and loving to make our own versions of different cultural cuisines at home, buying the cookbooks, watching a lot of food TV and just more often becoming aware of this cultural discourse of what it means to present a culture that is not yours, whether that is in fashion or music or, in this case, with food. And where's the grey area? Is it always okay? Or are there moments where maybe people need to check themselves? So I thought we should talk to someone that really lives in that food scene and there's a, a woman who is an amazing chef. Her name's Nina Hyun, also affectionately known as Teddy. She is of Vietnamese descent. She learned all her Vietnamese cuisine from her grandmother. She's also classically French trained and she currently is one of the chefs at the award-winning vegetarian restaurant Yellow in Sydney. And Nina joins us right now to give us her really specific an expert take on this discussion of cultural appropriation in food. Nina, what do you think? Hi, guys. So what I reckon is that there's definitely a fine line between cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation. I think we should always be respectful and don't make any claims, especially from like a business point of view. Like you can't just put chili, basil and peanuts and call it Thai Mm. or the same way you shouldn't just put something into a baguette and call it a banh mi. I think that when you're playing in that type of space, you're playing with cliches, which is kind of like not a good look. Say, for instance, like I'm in love with congee. I love it so much. And it started last year when we were in lockdown and Linda learned that I'd never, ever had it before. Do you think it's like, is that problematic of me to be like, oh, I love congee so much. I'm making it all the time here. I'm posting it on my gram. Like, is that something that is maybe not okay? No, I think there's nothing wrong with that at all because, you know, I think that's definitely one example of, you know, like cultural appreciation. Like your friend has introduced you to something that's so different. You've never had it and you're loving it and you're making your own versions of it at home, which I find quite beautiful. Like I I think that when companies start to really play on the cliches of things and start to use it to gain profit, I think that that's where the ethical and moral kind Mm. of um, lines start to be crossed. But then I also find like there's kind of like a beautiful side of it that it can also give birth to like new things as well. Like if you think about boba tea, it's like the tea came from China and then in Hong Kong where all the British settlers were in, they started adding milk and sugar to it. And then that eventually travelled to Taiwan and then they add 
added tapioca pearls. It's like, like a natural yeah. progression of culture and cultural evolving to suit the way that we're evolving yeah. as like, you know, different races sort of mixing and migrating mm. and adding to the nationalities of, of different countries compared to just taking small parts, yeah. using it for profit and being really insensitive about the experiences of others. Totally. We're, we're kind of like experiencing these growth pains coming out of the 90s and the 2000s where we're becoming a little bit more aware of what's acceptable and what isn't. And we're able to dissect and kind of take a step back and look at like, hey, is that okay? I mean, I remember growing up and at one point it was okay to wear like chopsticks in your hair. Yes, <laughs> and bindies. Yes, early. Yeah, but that's not okay now. Do you know what I mean? Like we're, mm. we're getting it. Nina, Teddy, thank you so much oh, for giving you. us your time today on what is such an interesting discussion and one that I think we can take away some really good positives out of. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Look after yourselves and, and keep cooking and keep eating. <laughs> <laughs> Dream Club. Be very, very gentle with yourself this week. You have to live in your own head, so be very kind. I love you. Light the expensive candle. I know you bought it because you just want to light it when there are people around for dinner. But just light it just for you. Eat chocolate every single day. It is going to make you feel good. I eat four squares a night every single night. <laughs> it sits under my remote control so I know that when I put the TV on the night, it's chocolate. <laughs> that block's going to get it. Let's dream. All right, look, it's our favourite time of the week where us Woofies get to sit down and knock hearts about the things that we're dreaming about and the things that are kind of inspiring us. And while we were on the topic of snacks and loving food, I, in lockdown at the moment, purchased a brand new book that I'm so excited about making the food of because not only are the recipes hell tasty looking, but the ethos behind it is very cool. It's called One Pot, One Pan, One Planet. It's by the award-winning cook and author Anna Jones. And get this, this is the concept behind it. It's basically for the time-poor food divas that we are mm. being able to whip up delicious, nutritious, very cool meals within the one pot generally because for me... I love making a new recipe, but I hate having about 12 different bowls out following 30 different steps. They're super simple, minimal ingredients, but most of all, maximum taste, and it's about greener living as well. So it goes through like all of the ethos and the themes behind why we eat, what we eat, seasonal produce, how much protein you actually need to be eating. Like you don't need to be eating like huge bucket loads of meat or like all, all of these kind of food myths are dispelled it goes into you know these are the fruits and vegetables that are in season these are all the different ways you can use food not waste food re-churn them out it's so cool and it's something that I can get inspired by because I don't know about you but I get sick of cooking the same stuff 
every night and being like, well, I'm just going to make another stir fry because that's what I'm good at. Guess I'll just have another party pie sandwich. Yeah, you know. So <laughs> that is what I'm getting into. I love and that so much, Linda. That yeah. sounds wonderful. I sat last night and it was just like reading through like, okay, this is when peas are actually in season. Oh, These when are, are they 12 in season? Oh, I've forgotten now, but I I was, that's why I bought the book. If so I had to guess, it, it would be winter. So I don't know if you can see this look on my face right now. What does it Give say it to, to me? Trying to do a poo or being excited about something. Not sure. No, it's pride. Oh. I'm proud. <laughs> and the reason I'm proud is because it was an eight-off week last week and we shared a whole bunch of things. Thank you very much to those who shared our content on Instagram. We love you. To those of you who didn't, Why? Have a good hard look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, because we had some fun. We did. We watched In My Blood It Runs, yeah. um, one of our favourite films of the last few years. On Instagram Live, we made some delicious snacks. 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 So the reason that I'm filled with pride is because it was NADOC week and there were so many examples of Indigenous excellence. I would like you to turn to Exhibit A, Ash Barty, <laughs> winning Wimbledon on centre court, wearing a dress in tribute to Yvonne Gulgon Cawley, who had won Wimbledon exactly 50 years before. All of this happening in the time frame of NADOC week. All of us sitting at home watching her with pride, crying tears of joy. Paddy Mills being chosen as the flag bearer, the Indigenous man who plays in the NBA, is absolutely killing it over there. This one, out of left field, Bam Bam Tuivasa <laughs> winning his round, first round knockout, and then doing like a shake a leg after. It was just thing after thing after thing. And then this week we talked about the Kid Leroy, you know, proving to Indigenous kids all around the country that um, not only are you good enough to compete in your classrooms, on the field, on the court, wherever you are, but you're good enough to be the best in the world. That's what that proves. And that's why I have that look of pride on my face. It just makes my heart grow two sizes bigger, Lindy. It's beautiful. It's huge. It's beaten out of her chest. We love to see it. Hey, thank you, beautiful dreamers, for joining us for another episode of Brooke and Linda's Dream Club. And we will be back next Wednesday. But until then, please join our Dream Club. Follow us at the Dream Club Podcast on Instagram. As always, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Leave us a little cheeky review. And, of course, if you want to be part of the book swap, make sure you tag us in a pic. Hit us up, add us to your Instagram stories, show us where you're listening from, show us why you want a cute little novel for us to send to you with a love <laughs> note attached to it, and we will do it. Oh, button up the jacket. Listener.